So at this time, we focus our minds on Christ. It is uh, he that we uh, thank primarily for the uh, Lord's table. It's he himself that thanks the Father when he was on the earth. And uh, we, of course, thank God, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And yet, uh, for this series, we've been focusing on Jesus in Genesis and how he was pointing ahead to what we have here on the table. Uh, We've already gone through verses 1 through 5, so I won't read them. Uh, I will read only verses 6 and 7. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Father, we ask you to open our ears and eyes to understand your word, to understand what was going on here, and to apply it to what Christ did for us. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, first I'll review. And each time I'll review, this can go on. This is actually going to go on for a few more weeks. That's why I asked Gary if I could do this for a few more weeks, because he was scheduled to take over for me today. But I want to at least get through Genesis 22, uh, through this whole sacrifice uh, of Isaac uh, portion. So God is testing Abraham's faith. We know that. Hebrews clearly tells us that, and we can see it very clearly. And he is testing him by commanding him to sacrifice his son Isaac. He tells him to go to the land of Moriah. And we talked about how the land of Moriah is where a thousand years later the temple is built. And so here is where he's going to go sacrifice Isaac. Abraham did not hesitate to obey. And as a matter of fact, he got up early the next morning, got everything ready, and left. Didn't dilly-dally. So now they've arrived at Moriah. And he and Isaac have gone on ahead of the young men that had accompanied them on the trip. And then we get here to verse 6. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. I think Abraham did this purposefully. It isn't that he needed to, but perhaps. We really have no idea how old Isaac is here. Obviously, he's old enough to you know, converse with his father and ask him these questions, but we really don't know. I, I would assume he's anywhere from 7 to 14 or 15 or something like that. Uh, but anyway, Abraham takes the wood and lays it on Isaac, just as God the Father laid the cross on Christ. It was according to God's plan that Christ had to carry that cross. Christ did say, I take up my burden, I lay down my burden. But when you remember in the garden how he pleaded with God to remove this from him, and God didn't. He just gave him strength to endure it. So that's what we have here. Abraham placing the wood on Isaac. Now then, we have the fact that he did come prepared for this. Abraham took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. So they're walking to this place, and it's probably quite far from where they left the men. And yet Abraham didn't want to be unprepared when he gets there. He has the wood, he has the fire, he has the knife, and he has the sacrifice. It's traveling right along with him. And it says the two of them went together. In the text, what it literally means is that the two of them were in agreement. That's what that means when it says the two of them went together. The two of them were in agreement 
So I think there's perhaps more to that phrase, uh, and we'll get to that here in a minute. Just as God the Father and God the Son were in agreement concerning what Christ had to do, I believe that this latter reference in verse 8, so the two of them went together, marks a critical juncture in our text. Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. And Isaac was really, in a sense, doing the same thing. He was an obedient son. He was doing all that his father had asked of him. Then we have this heart-wrenching question that Isaac asks his father. My father, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Can you imagine what's going through Abraham's mind when he has to answer that question? It's just heart-wrenching to think that Abraham knows. He's the only one that knows. Isaac doesn't know yet. It's obvious, or he wouldn't have asked the question. But yet Abraham knows. And yet look at Abraham's response. My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And Abraham has faith. We don't know exactly what's going through his mind, but he did say when he left the young men, we will return to you. He included Isaac in that. And I don't believe it was just throw off suspicion, to throw off suspicion that these young men would think something was weird going on here because where's the sacrifice? They know the same thing that Isaac has asked. But I believe it's because Abraham does have faith that Isaac will return with him, but he doesn't know how. And when he says... God will provide the sacrifice, the literal there could say, it's, it's not clear, but the literal could say, God sees before him the sacrifice, as opposed to God will provide the sacrifice. So, the question is, when does Abraham tell Isaac what he's doing? Does he really try to trick Isaac? because he's soon about to tie Isaac up as a sacrifice and put him on this wood. But I believe the transition is here. We know it has to occur between verse 7 and verse 9, because at verse 9, what we'll get to next time, that's where he binds him and puts him on the, on the wood. But at verse 7, Isaac asks the question. And then Abraham responds with that answer, my son God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. But then there's this phrase again, so the two of them went together. They had just said it two verses ago. So why is it said again? I believe it is where Abraham has shared with Isaac what's coming to pass. And Isaac goes on with him. Isaac is now in agreement with him. He, he at least is accepting. No doubt he doesn't understand. I don't think anybody would. But uh, he does, I believe at this point, know what's going to happen. He knows what his father Abraham has planned. And yet he's going along. It's his father. He's doing his will. So now that's where we end today. This is a cliffhanger. You peek ahead, of course. So the similarity we have, what we're drawing out here are pictures of Christ. And so the similarity that we have here is obviously both Isaac and Christ carrying the wood. But there is a huge difference. And the difference is this. Jesus knew what that wood was going to do to him. And Isaac didn't, and yet now he does. He's just learned it. And so we have here a picture of 
sacrifice, willing sacrifice, walking, mobile sacrifice, going to the place of death. And prior to Isaac being told by Abraham what was coming, he had no clue. It shows that in the text. He asked, where's the sacrifice? But yet in many ways, this is still true of us. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins, and we know this and we appreciate this, but I don't think we understand it. This side of heaven, we can't understand it. We think so little of sin. We still commit sin very freely, very willingly. And we wouldn't do this, I don't think, not so flippantly, if we really understood the price that Christ paid. So that's the penalty that we lift up today. We appreciate Christ's sacrifice, and we commemorate Christ's sacrifice, and we look forward to this meal that will be given in heaven in a joyous, entirely celebratory way. And yet even this is to be celebratory. Because Jesus honestly doesn't want us too focused on his death. He wants us focused on what's happening and what's coming. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we ask you to be with us now, to open this word to our hearts, to have the Holy Spirit come into us, to clarify for us what sin is and just how uh, reprehensible it is that this was necessary. Uh, We pray, Lord, cleanse us and clean us, and cause us to want holiness like you want holiness in us. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.